Welcome everyone to Jimmo Memo. Today's um, extract that we'll be discussing is Black Honeysuckle. There's one extract in my mind that is absolutely irreplaceable during cold and flu season, and that happens to be Black Honeysuckle. This extract um, we'll be discussing in just a moment, and we have quite a bit to share with you. But first, let me introduce myself and my co-host. I'm Lauren Hubelay. I'm a health coach and gymotherapy expert, excuse me. And I'd like to welcome my co-host, herbalist Terry Brooks. Hi, Terry. Hi, Lauren and Megan and everyone else. Um, my prime interest at this time is in using common plants that you can find anywhere in your backyard even to address minor health concerns. Beautiful. Glad to have you with us, Terry. And acupuncturist Megan Lip. Hello, Megan. Good to have you here. Hello, and hi, everyone listening. My name is Megan Lamp, and I practice Japanese acupuncture and body work, and it's great to be with you. Great. So what we're going to be doing today is having a look first at black honeysuckle as a plant. And black honeysuckle is a shrub. And Terry, is there something that you can tell us about the shrub itself? Well, this plant is not native to the United States. And in fact, it's very difficult to find anything written by American herbalists on this plant. So it's indigenous to Europe, particularly growing along the edges in light shade, coniferous mixed forests in mountainous areas. So lots of mountains in Europe. You can imagine it's found all over the place there. Has, um, it grows to about four to five feet tall, and it is one of about 300 plants in this genus. Only a dozen of them or so are used medicinally. Some are shrubs, some are vines. This one happens to be the shrub form. It has long, flexible stems, and on each stem, there will also be two. On either side of the stem, there's what's called a pedicel, another sort of stem-looking thing, but much more flexible. And at the end of those would be a twin-spurred pink or white flower, which eventually develops into a black berry. The seeds of many of these are considered toxic, if not poisonous. However, there's now several varieties of Lanisera, one's called Lanisera cerulea, that's being developed for food production, and it's called a honeyberry. And it blooms really early. The berries are ready before June even arrives, even in Minnesota. Wow, that's saying a lot, right? <laughs> a lot. So are there historical uses or some folklore that would be interesting to know about black honeysuckle? Well, you learn a lot about Ireland and Scotland and any of these trees um, because their culture is so based on, on tree and tree worship. So um, it was interesting that both of the countries have something like if you hang a bough or a branch of black honeysuckle on a barn, it will prevent the cattle from being bewitched. And if you hang that same branch on your house, it will prevent the evil eye from entering and keep everybody safe. So um, there's that. And there's also Greek myth involved. There's a big story about Daphnis and Chloe who were in love and they begged the gods to allow this plant to bloom much longer because they could only be together for some reason while this plant was in flower. I don't know what the reason is. <laughs> 
Uh, and in some countries in Europe, there's, I think this is funny, that they say if you bring honeysuckle flowers in the house, it means there will be a wedding within a year. Now, is that predictive or do you bring them in the house so there will be a wedding in any year? <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but it is a symbol of fidelity and affection. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Well, Ter Terry, is there anything significant about the way the shrub looks or um, what we know about that would give us some hint to what kind of potential it might have in, as an extract? It does have salicylic acid in it, which is a precursor to aspirin found in many plants. So that would benefit any kind of pain symptoms, um, cough, sore throat, headaches, colds, flus, fevers. And it has been used throughout history to counter E. coli and staphylococcus bacteria. Um, one particular chemical constituent is called chlorogenic acid. And you'll read a lot about that right now in green coffee beans, for instance. But it is found to be an immunity modulator and is anti-inflammatory, especially of the mucous membranes. Wow. Wow. Super interesting. Thanks, yeah. Mary. So when we call, um, pick this plant, we're picking the, the young shoots, am I right? right. Yes. And this is what is then made into the extract that becomes gemotherapy. And so what kind of action um, might it have on the body? Well, there's really a very interesting primary action that Terry has already hinted at in, in her explanations. This is a primary tonic for the liver and the intestines. And black honeysuckle stimulates a very important detoxification process of both of these organs. It's important, though, because um, aggravations can occur if these organs are blocked. Anytime we're using a tonic, a gemotherapy tonic, and pushing an organ that has a blockage, we're going to, so or a congestion and an inability to clean, we're going to have some aggravating symptoms. So if that's the case, when you take black honeysuckle, you'd want to work with the blocked organ first with a harmonizing extract. So that's just an important note to remember. But what I love black honeysuckle for is its action on inflammatory states. It resolves acute inflammation and chronic inflammation especially that inflammation that remains post-infection. So it's excellent in thinning mucus, and this mucus could be present in the sinuses, the nose, in the bronchi, even in the intestines. It's this thinning action increases fluidity, and this also helps um, ease elimination of the pathogen that the body has been um, working to um, um, neutralize. Now there's a secondary action of honeysuckle and that's on the respiratory system and the bone joints and resolving lingering chronic inflammation as well as supporting the lymphatic system. So when, when I think of honeysuckle in my practice, I, I use it mostly for acute. I use it to thin that mucus and restore health um, and respiratory and intestinal mucosal membranes. But I also love this extract for microdosing. So when I'm trying to harmonize um, the central nervous system, 
particularly with anyone that has sleep disturbances between 1 and 5 a.m. I find that one or two drops of black honeysuckle in the evening can be very helpful in restoring um, normalized sleep cycles. It's very good for those with anxious or obsessive, depressive kind of thoughts, particularly those that come up in the evening, and has been known to improve general depressive states. Now, chronically, when we move past the acute stage and we move past harmonizing the nervous system and we're working with some deeper symptoms, this can be an excellent extract for respiratory inflammation that is chronic to the tonsils, to the throat, to the bronchi. It, it's excellent post-infection. Um, I pair it often with common alder and black currant. And then for liver issues, in cases of liver toxicity, um, black honeysuckle paired with common alder would be useful. Or in chronic hepatitis, where you could pair it with rosemary and rye. So this is quite a bit of potential for this little plant in one little bottle. And now let's take a look at the Asian medicine lens. Megan, what can you share with us about black honeysuckle? Yes, Lauren, I have to say, similar to how you feel, black honeysuckle is one of my absolute favorite extracts. In fact, I would probably never travel or leave home without it. I use black honeysuckle in almost all cases of uh, congealed phlegm or mucosal lining inflammation. It transforms phlegm and inflammation by moving chi, blood, and fluid in the body. It supports the liver, and it supports the meridians of lung and large intestine. We call lung the master of chi. After the digestive process of breaking down food, chi is extracted from the food and the fluids that we take in and the chi and breath are combined in the lung. The lung then creates what we call our body's chi. It's the extract from the food and the fluids and the extract from the air we breathe that combine in the lung and create our chi. The lung then spreads that chi to all the other organs in the body and keeps them properly lubricated. So remember, the nature of chi is to transform and to adapt to change. And when our chi is flowing and it's abundant, we're able to move through our internal and external transformation process with relative ease. Lung is the most exterior of all the yin organs in the body. It acts as the meeting place of the interior and the exterior of the body. And it's our first layer of defense against our environment. Therefore, if we have a digestive imbalance or an upper respiratory issue, these can both be imbalances in the lung and large intestine. And these are the most common things that we see when our external environment changes or our weather changes. We're likely to see digestive imbalances and lung and large intestine imbalances. So if we can keep our fluids thin and moving, it's easier for the body to clear them out. The problem arises when the cheese stops flowing smoothly and fluids congeal. They thicken and they become stagnant and lodged. So if we imagine the river of chi flowing in us, now imagine that we put cornstarch in it. The flow is now slow and the fluids are thick. 
black honeysuckle acts to thin these fluids and restore that flow so that the body can restore its cleaning process. So what does obstructed chi look like when the body is asking for lung support? Well, the lung opens to the skin and it controls the opening and closing of the pores. So we might see a change in sweat. Often there might be a fever with no sweating, or there might be sweating with no exertion, or there might be increased sweat on your palms and in your feet, right? Some kind of change in the temperature or sweating process in the fluids of the skin. We know that the lung has a natural descending function. And when that is off, we'll see cough, we'll see constipation, or we might see fluids congealing and looking like edema. The lung's descending function is also important in the removal of waste. It keeps the downward motion of waste happening, sending it all the way down to its partner meridian, large intestine. So in addition to that, lung and large intestine open into the nose and into the throat. So when lung is imbalanced, we will see a sore throat or phlegm, inflammation, or heat that's either in the nose or in the throat. Fluids will become thick and the fluids will stop moving. An old Asian medicine text called the Nanjing says, the lung is the upper source of water. If it loses its critical descending function, there may be symptoms of stuffiness in the nose and chest, coughing, and signs of water stagnation like phlegm and edema. Also, we know that the lung, uh, that black honeysuckle tonifies the liver. Liver is in charge of cleaning the blood and the smooth movement of chi, blood, and emotions. At a low dose, it can be a liver tonifier and have a harmonizing effect. However, it can, like Lauren said, be overdone, particularly if there is a lot of chi stagnation or heat in the body. Liver's nature controls the smooth movement of chi and blood. When overtonified or pushed, the smooth movement is going to be interrupted, and we're going to see signs of chi stagnation, like irritability, heat in the skin, rising heat symptoms, or headache. So if we think about all of that and we combine the smooth flow of chi and blood from the liver with the lungs proper distribution of fluids and its descending function, we can see how black honeysuckle thins fluids and eases both inflammation and elimination. Uh, if you'd like a little bit more information on about Asian medicine and how Asian medicine looks at health and the body, you might want to go back and listen to our first episode of this podcast, Gemo Memo, where I do a brief overview of acupuncture and Asian medicine's philosophy. Fantastic. Megan, thank you. That was so informative. Wonderful. So Megan, maybe this is a good time. In addition to going back and looking at that um, episode, there can also people can also find more information on your website. Is that correct? That is correct. You can find me at aculemp.com, A-C-U-L-E-M-P. 
jimothanks.com. Beautiful. Thanks. And if you're looking for more information on gymotherapy, perhaps courses to have a deeper dive into this or reading books, you can take a look at my website, laurenhubelay.com. And Terry, where could people find a little bit more about trees? Well, there's any number of books about trees. I'm, I've recommended several in the first three. I have another one that is really a fascinating book, not mainly about trees, but this is an old gypsy herbalist. And many of our modern herbalists have been taught by this woman. So she's really interesting to read. Juliet de Barclay Levy is her name. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, ladies, so much for joining me. I look forward to our next episode. Thanks, Thank Laura. You.